Hey guys, it's Christina, and thanks for tuning in to our podcast for Pillars Through Seasons. On Pillars Through Seasons, we highlight women who are flourishing in all seasons of life. For this episode, I got to sit down and chat with Janet Yang Kim. Janet is wife to her husband of seven years, who she collaborates musically and ministers with. She is also a part-time pastor of a youth group, on staff at Pursuit NYC, and a full-time student at Nyack's Alliance Graduate School of Counseling. I loved hearing Janet's amazing story and hearing about God's redemptive process in her marriage and her personal walk. Though this is just a snippet of the many seasons life has to offer, we hope you're encouraged and empowered through this podcast. Here's Janet. Um, I have Janet Yang Kim. Is that what you go by? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you were my Bible study teacher <laughs> years ago, um, and um, I'm here with you now as a married woman, mm-hmm. and you're doing ministry together with your husband, and I just wanted to interview you because I feel like you've really cultivated just all your giftings, and you really obeyed God. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to um, bring you on the podcast and... Yeah, if you could share a little bit of just who is Janet Yang Kim mm-hmm. and, um, you know, where did you see yourself? Did you see yourself doing music and preaching now? And mm-hmm. I know you're also in, um, you're in school right now, right? I am, yeah. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Um, it's kind of a loaded question because I feel like my journey's been so tumultuous from... Um, from when I really felt like I was born again in college. Um, I grew up in the youth group, but I think I first truly experienced the grace of God my sophomore year in college when I discovered um, uh, my new church, GCC, at Rutgers. Um, But I think from that point on, because I experienced so much, um, I guess, uh, like depression like a lot of like issues internally um god really i felt calling me i felt him calling me to counseling um and then you know pretty early on in my new relationship in christ i met my husband and he really played a huge role in um you know counseling me mentoring me kind of teaching me um and it wasn't in our relationship but before then and then um, I think through that, he really envisioned for me um, a quote-unquote vision for music. And I never believed that I really had that much talent. And you can ask him, like, he says things like, oh, she used to do these weird R&B riffs, like, back <laughs> in high school. And it was really bad. I was really not that talented. But for some reason, he just asked me this question one day, like, if you didn't have... To worry about money or um, whatever, like what would you want to do for the rest of your life? And it was kind of just in passing. I was like, I don't know. I guess like sing, because I really like performing. Um, oh. And I was like, I guess sing. I don't know. And then he's like, Yeah. And he was so certain about it. He's like, I see that for you. And so he's like, Let's work on it. And so we started working on it. Um, 
but then he's like a really bad teacher. Like sometimes <laughs> when people are really good at what they do, they're not like the best teachers. I think he's exceptional at what he does, but he's not like the greatest teacher for it. So we just ended up hanging out and that's kind of like the start of our relationship. But um, in terms of my faith, I feel like I went through so many ups and downs and I feel like there were seasons when God really accelerated my faith to such crazy heights. But I think I also, because of my... Um, sinfulness and kind of straddling that line between world and church, I fell so um, deep to to like the depth and the dirt and the grime of my sin. And so I think through those um, <clears throat> ebbs and flows and the highs and lows, I feel like God just kind of molded me um, through those seasons. And I, it's funny how you said that I was really obedient to my calling because I felt like I ran away so many times but god really just had such a tight grip on me and i don't know he's like really the faithful one because i don't feel deserving of all that i'm experiencing now like the fruit of it and i feel like before um your husband well back then your boyfriend mm -hmm. right had brought up that question of what would you do mm -hmm. if you didn't have to worry about money or anything mm -hmm. um, did you always want to grow up to be a singer no, I think, honestly, um, when I was really young, I wanted to be like a CIA agent. <laughs> but I say that because like, I think I was always very perceptive of people and it always intrigued me, like human behavior. Even when I was in second grade, I remember like analyzing like kids motives like why aren't you sharing your snack with me like I know it's because you want to be selfish and keep it for yourself but I would like just find myself I mean that's a very raw example but find myself kind of like uncovering the way people operate and I was um, really intrigued by that so my friends would joke around like oh you should be like a secret agent because you're so detail-oriented and you can like observe people but I think that kind of eventually translated into like and then in in coinciding with like my issues like um with anxiety and depression in high school I think that coincided with you know how psychology kind of came into the picture but that's something that I kind of put on a shelf because um you know it wasn't really like a viable career option you know everyone's thinking like oh what makes money what's like sensible so I kind of wanted to go into education at one point um, but then my dad was like, no, go to Rutgers. It's cheaper. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I went into Rutgers. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this actually, but I pursued art oh. for a very long period of my life. <laughs> and I was actually um, going to pursue art all the way up until my senior year of high school. But all of that psychology stuff was kind of underlying. Um, but then I kind of ran away from it because it was really hard and expensive. And then that's when I went to Rutgers. So I think when I went to college, I didn't care what I majored in. I was like, I'll do psych because it's easy. But little did I know that was like part of God's plan. Too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, when they don't know what to do, <laughs> they end up picking psychology as yeah. a major. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I think at one point I did too. Yeah. I think it's because it's kind of like you just get tested on what you learn. And it's something that is like generally intriguing to a lot of people. Yeah. It's like a social science that's like pretty straightforward. So did you graduate with? Yeah, I graduated yeah. with psych and minor in sociology. Okay. And what led you to going back to school? 
Because I know you're in school right now. I am, yeah. It was, a, it was like a seven-year-long process because actually right after I graduated Rutgers, um, which took an extra semester, by the way, because I was so bad at school before I was saved, um, <clears throat> I really felt God either leading me to kind of like secular counseling route, like grad school or seminary. Like, and I couldn't really find like the balance between the two. So um, the spring semester after I graduated, this was also coinciding with our engagement period because we were engaged right after I graduated. Um, I went to Westminster for <laughs> a semester um, and it was like the darkest time of my life because <laughs> um, honestly, it wasn't so much like seminary itself, but I really feel like A, it wasn't God's timing. I was kind of trying to rush it because I was like, oh, like, you know, if I'm going to go eventually, why not just go now? Because I think I was calculating in my, like, insecurity of what to do next. And so I was just like, oh, let's just go now. So I went. And it was really tough because I was living on my own. I had no accountability, no community. And I was just trying to, like, I, did, I barely went to class, actually, when I was there. And I, I felt like such a failure because after I just failed all those classes, wasted my money, um, wasted my time, I was just like what now <laughs> that's so crazy because yeah. it's seminary mm -hmm. and you would think <clears throat> anyone that just goes to seminary yeah. it would be like a high and holy place, <laughs> right, right. Wow. exactly yeah so i think it was kind of rough because um you know i always had this like theme of feeling like a quitter in my life like i quit jobs when it got hard um i felt like i almost quit undergrad because it got really tough um, and I just had this um, theme of running away whenever it got tough and I felt like that was just kind of like the cherry on top of all my failures in my life um, a lot of people were like I don't get it you know like I thought this is it um, and especially my dad or like you know my church they kind of had high hopes for me but then I kind of fell a lot and it was very public my failures um, but interestingly enough, like, I don't know, I think God really um, had me deal with all of that with a lot of grace because um, I didn't fear man to that, to the extent where I expected to fear man, I guess. After that, um, our period of marriage, I, you know, I explored so many things. I went into like corporate life for like a little bit right after we got married. I was like, maybe I could be like this powerhouse corporate woman who like goes into the city and wears her like four inch heels, you know, like <laughs> I, cause I felt like I'm the type of person whenever I put my mind to something, like I can just get it done. So it's a matter of like what I really have a passion for, what I really am driven to do. So I was like, maybe I can be in the corporate world. But I was like, nah, like corporate <laughs> life is not, like I'm not about that life. Um, and then I worked like part-time for a while. I was like, maybe I can just do like ministry with um, Jayong. That's when like our worship ministry really started taking off. We were traveling a lot to like other churches or like conferences and stuff. And so I was like, maybe I can just do that part-time, really like um, be like a housewife, like take care of the house and like just um, grow my prayer life. And then like... Um, just work like Starbucks. So I worked at Starbucks for actually like a good year and a half, um, but I felt like I needed a little bit more structure because I wasn't like disciplined in my life enough yet. And then after that, I kind of 
um, you know, we had like some financial issues. So I was like, okay, maybe it's time I go like full time again because this isn't healthy for me either. Um, having so much idle time or free time. And so maybe the structure will be helpful both financially and my um, spiritual life. And so I went into like another corporate job. It was kind of startup. And that was like a good, um, it was like a good season for me because um, my boss, it was very small. It was just like my boss and like one other coworker and they're both um, Christian. I was there for a good like year and a half there too. Or then I forgot to mention, we went to Korea yeah. for those eight months that's when um we really felt like god positioning us to um kind of test our limits in like especially my husband and um kind of allow him to soar in his leadership um, because we had to help this church transition um, leadership and so we were like there to help them and that was also the time when we were like i think this is time when i should go back to school because counseling or seminary was always kind of in the works. Um, and then, so I started going back to Liberty online while, while we were in Korea. But then again, circumstantially, um, I felt really good about it, but I had to start working. So I started teaching English and then um, it was kind of hard to finish off that semester. So I kind of like left it on the shelf again. And then I was like, why, when God, like when am I ever gonna start or like finish or is this really what you're calling me to? And I kind of wrestled with that. But you know, along the way we're still, you know, in ministry, we're still like doing the things that we love to do. Um, so I wasn't that upset about it. I was just kind of like, I felt like this tension cause I felt like he wants me to go back to school wants me to finish this degree so that I can have the leverage to do what I felt like he called me to do. But I was kind of like, when? Because it's been like this sick, at this point, like five, six year long process. And I was kind of like, if I don't go to school now before I have a kid, like when can I actually go to school? Like that kind of feeling. Um, yeah, I just felt like I wasted, quote unquote, wasted a lot of time um, not going to school and just finishing it when I could. We had a lot of trouble in our marriage, actually the beginning of 2017. That was also when I ended that corporate job that I was at um, because it was just like a really, um, I don't know how much to go into it, but it was just kind of like, it was really tough. Um, not in our marriage per se, but it affected our marriage like that. I, I was kind of just uh, fed up with um, having to live a life and that is not for myself, I guess. <laughs> um, ministry was really taking a toll. I think I was burning out and I think I just wanted to like live my own life. Um, I was like kind of ready to walk away from everything, like walk away from faith, walk away from God, honestly. Um, and that also meant walking away from my husband because he was so attached to that whole life. Um, but thankfully through, you know, um, a lot of, leaders in our life, like a lot of people who love us, um, really leading us through that period. We really just sought out, like we went to like a marriage conference, we went to Bethel, we went to Greece just to like get away from everything and like through that one month period got really redeemed. And then after that, we just both took off on this like, um, we just felt like it was just a new season, like in our marriage, in our ministry and God just like, elevated our spirituality after that and then we both were like this is the year I feel like 
God is just telling me to go back to school. And so now I enrolled and it was just a whirlwind process in and of itself at Alliance to go back to counseling because it was such a God thing, the way he intervened, the way he had me apply and the director like being really um, hands-on and involved because she really, for some reason, felt this call to like include, include me in this program this year, um, even though I was so late. It was a whole story, but yeah, and so I'm in school now. Um, for anybody listening, that's probably such an encouragement mm. that sometimes it has to get really bad mm. before it gets really good. Yeah. Um, but I don't mean to like pry, yeah. but kind of just going back to that season, I guess towards the end of 2017-ish, mm. you know, where you felt like you were ready to walk away. Mm. Um I know you said some leaders spoke into you guys as a couple and you guys had to really intentionally work on it, yeah. you know? Yeah. You said you guys specifically took time out to travel and to go to conferences, whatever it is you had to do. And I'm sure that wasn't easy, yeah. even circumstantially. Like financially, that's like not, right. you know, something that you can leisurely just do all the time. But mm. uh, when you look back on that season... Mm. What would you say was that turning point for you mm. specifically where you knew, like, did you have a moment where you were like, I can do this? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, when, you know, I think honestly, Jaeyoung, my husband, he was like the rock in that situation. And I know so much of this was like devastatingly hurtful for him. Um, and he was the one that was like, just give me this month. Like, let's just do whatever this takes, <laughs> whatever it takes in this month um, to make it work. And, and for me, like, you know, deep, deep down inside, I think it was honestly my sin that was like leading me to um, just be self-indulgent. Like I wanted to just do everything on my own. Um, but it was, I just knew deep down inside that God was the truth. God was the only way and the only way I wanted to live my life. But I just was so fearful of like continuing on that narrow path that so many of us are on. And so um, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give you this month. And so um, I took a, a leave of absence from my job. Um, I actually ended up quitting like the week after because I knew that I couldn't stay at that job. Um, but it was um, on our plane ride to uh, Greece. Uh, it actually, Greece was the first week of that month. Um, God just like met me on the plane ride. <laughs> like, I think God was just waiting for that one inch, you know, of me opening that door to allow him to move. And I just fell into this huge wave of repentance. Um, and I was just weeping and weeping for like hours on that plane ride because like I just knew that like, um, yeah, that I just had to walk away from those things that I was like trying so hard to like hold on to. Um, and, and, and from Jayong's side of the story, he was like, yeah, I thought it was going to take like, you know, the conference or like going to Bethel or like whatever for me to like have that like change of heart. But I feel like God was just like looking for that one like little inch of a doorway to like enter in and for me to just say like, okay, like I'll try. And then he was just like, whoosh, and then he just like wrecked me. 
Um, and then it was like that next day at our first Airbnb in Greece where I just had this vision. I felt like God uh, allowed me to see these two pathways. Like one was like this life that I chose to live without God. And I was content, like I was okay, you know, like I was successful um, in this new life without God on this earth. You know, I was happy, like I had the things I wanted to, I can dress the way I wanted to, I can drink whenever I wanted to, like things like that. Um, and then, and then, and then, um, but then uh, God's presence wasn't there. And I felt like that was it, that's all I had. But then like there was this other, pathway where um, it was rough but he just he was always there and his presence was there and I felt like he had me feel the lack of his presence which is essentially you know um, eternal damnation like right that that's what the concept of, of hell is like him removing his presence from us his grace from us and um, I just felt like dead like I was just like a dead person like literally having no life in me and um and then in that moment he just revived me and he brought me into new life i felt like i was literally just born again again <laughs> and i really experienced salvation in that moment and i was just so i've never um experienced that level of grace and i remember um we actually went to encounter the last week of that month where we led worship and Will Chung was there and he was talking about, you know, not that he, um, you know, promotes sin, but in that, like, the deeper you fall into your sinfulness, the deeper you experience the depths of how, like, disgusting you are, all the more you can experience the grace of God. And so I really experienced that crazy discrepancy of how dead I was in my sin and how far... Um, into life that he had brought me and so I think that was like a huge turning point where I experienced salvation and really the joy and the grace of salvation like um, in a real way that's so beautiful yeah <laughs> I'm like tearing up <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was pretty crazy but that was like the turning point yeah yeah so you know if you look at your season now mm -hmm. and you are enrolled in school mm -hmm. I think you're loving what you do. You also, from what I know, um, you're a youth pastor, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you also pursue music with your husband. You guys have an Instagram and everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I know music, you said, was always there. Mm -hmm. It's something you guys love doing. And I know you guys are basically ministry partners. Yeah. But you're still giving a lot of you away. You know, mm. every day I would say you're chipping away either at school, um, you're meeting with students, right? And you're preaching, you're doing a lot of like admin work, you're doing a lot. And you have, I'm assuming, a lot of meetings, things like that. And you're still also a wife, right? <laughs> you're taking care of the home, things like that. So you make it sound like it's a lot more. <laughs> but it is, it's yeah, a lot. Yeah. And what's changed? Oh man, honestly, I think um, through this position in youth ministry that God really just handed to me, um, it was like I 
I didn't, I wasn't looking for a youth, I, like, I wasn't looking for a ministry position, like, I wasn't really seeking anything out, I was working at my friend's restaurant while I was in school, um, and I was totally content with that, but uh, I, I think God was just kind of like, I want you to do more in this season, and I want to give you more, and so he had me, um, it was actually in a, in a place where I wasn't doing well spiritually I wasn't doing well emotionally I was kind of coming out of like this seasonal depression and I just felt so like um so um in lack I guess and then like when he like when I said yes to this position which is the whole process by the way um I was just like okay I'll do it um I literally had to depend on God each day because <laughs> I felt the inadequacy punching me in my face. Like every single day I was like hitting this brick wall of inadequacy. Cause I was like, I'm not, I don't have the capacity to do this. Um, it's a pretty big youth group. I felt like in general, I don't have a big capacity to love. So I was like, if you're going to let me do this, like you need to give me the capacity. And I had to day by day depend on God. Um, and that's all that my husband was encouraging me with. Just take it day by day, take it week by week, you know, like, and I honestly had my foot out the door for like three months because <laughs> I was like, I was like planning my depression. I was like, okay, I just have to last like one year, one year and it doesn't look like a failure and I can like leave and exit gracefully. Um, but after this like period where um, God just like had me preach for the first time, I had to like lead a weekend um, by myself because, you know, um, the uh, full-time pastor I work with in senior high, he, you know, he had a lot of personal issues, so he had to take a leave, and I had to just, like, run the entire, like, weekend by myself, like, Friday night, and, like, Sunday service, and, um, I had to lead a missions team on my own, I was, like, um, I never have discipled, or, like, I don't have the material for this, and then everyone's, like, oh, yeah, 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 this is where you learn, and I'm, like, but no one trained me to train people, like, you really, you know, are entrusting me with a lot here, like, aren't you scared of what I'm going to teach these kids, um, but through all of that, I just, um, when I kept meeting those fears, God had me just meet those fears head on, um, I really just saw how he met me in my lack, and he really pulled through, and, you know, there's a certain level of preparation and excellence that I, like, hold myself to, so, to that extent, I would always prepare, and I would always try my best, but I knew that that wasn't enough, that was never enough, and so, like, when I saw God come through in those, um, in those areas where I majorly lacked, I felt like, um, I don't know, it was just this crazy thing where I just felt like I couldn't do anything because God was doing it through me, I guess, um, yeah, and I felt like I was living out that verse, like, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me, because it's not so much like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it, and God is backing me up, but it was really, like, I experienced the fact that I literally am nothing, and, like, God was just, like, doing things, and I was like, okay, I was along for the ride, and I think through that, I just, um, a lot of deep confidence grew in me. Uh, I think God really provided me the confidence, not because like I was so capable, but he was also growing my own character and capacity. Yeah. Yeah, and you, I know you work with your husband too. You guys do ministry together and he is a fantastic musician, <laughs> loves the craft, very excellent <laughs> at it. 
you know, studies it, always wants to be better. Um, How is that working together? Um, It's interesting. It's, It's still a dynamic I feel like we're working out because... You know, we're actually both huge perfectionists and by our own standards and merit, we're like our own perfectionists. So I think like our concept of like um, what we want to put out there, um, sometimes there's like tension there, but not in a, oh, like I want to put this out and I want to, oftentimes we're in such agreement with like the level of um, excellence that we want to put out there. But at other times, I know that we can both push ourselves to kind of um, just be vulnerable in the process as well and not just like be perfect and like put out a perfect product like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. Um, And so it's a learning, it's a learning curve, I think, um, working together in that area. Um, But yeah, I know he's a little older than you too. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the maturity is there because of the age gap. And I can relate um, to some degree. And I definitely, when I watch you guys, see the, um, he's like the rock, you know, like you said, in the relationship. But I think it's so awesome that he gives you that creative um, voice too in your relationship, but also as you guys like work together. And I think that's so beautiful. You don't really see that in a lot of like working relationships, mm-hmm. especially because you guys are married, so that brings something different mm-hmm. to the table. Yeah. But um, as we just close off the podcast, something that I think I really like to ask mm-hmm. um, is, you know, you've been through a lot mm-hmm. in a time span of, you know, you said seven years almost married, right? Mm-hmm. But if you could go back mm-hmm. in... Um, just to a younger you mm-hmm. and teach her or tell her something, mm-hmm. you know, what would it be knowing what you know now? Wow. That's, um, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. I think if I were to teach my younger self something, um, man, I think honestly it would be to take more risks. Yeah. Because I think, um, being fearful of my limitations or my failures, I think I would really tell myself to fail more. Because I think, like, I was always... That's why I feel like I'm so good at a lot of things. I mean, like, just being really, um, I guess, frank. Like, I feel like I'm good at a lot of things because I was always so, like, performance mentality. Like, I always just um, wanted to be, like, the best or nothing at all. And I would only gear myself towards things that I know I'm good at because I know I won't fail. But I think like really experiencing a lot of failure in my life and um, this year being met with my limitations, um, I would tell myself like, don't be so afraid to fail. Just like make the mistakes and take the risks because I feel like honestly, everyone gets so surprised at, at what comes through and like how people come through for you and how you come through for yourself and how especially God comes through for you. Um, yeah, people are always surprised by that. Yeah. That's so <laughs> awesome. Wow. Thank you so much for being on of my course. podcast. I'm honestly honored. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the podcast and are encouraged by it. If you'd like to connect with us or Janet, you can reach out to us on our Instagram, Pillars Through Seasons, or our website, PillarsThroughSeasons.com. 
We'd love to hear your thoughts and suggestions on who you'd like us to interview next. Thank you.